Hello listeners, this is episode two of Art Purpose AM and the artist awake at the moment is Z Caroline Pitt from Kenya and we're going to be chatting to her about her work and her thoughts and basically what's keeping her awake at night. It has been two weeks since my initial podcast. In that time, I've been approaching a number of my art peers in the hopes that they would want to be interviewed. So I'm very excited to share this rather long podcast with you all. But I feel that what Z has to say is extremely relevant and such an encouraging message that she has. And I really do hope that you will enjoy it. Now, Z, I went over to your website, which is www.creativesoul.com, creative with an eight before the TVE. And what I loved about your website was the very simple introduction. My name is Z, and I love Africa. And I just thought, I'm not sure why, but that just, that just touched me. I think as I know you, that just says so much to me about who you are and what you have to bring. Now I'm looking at your work and I am I'm struck by the vivid energy and the vibrance, um, the possibility. There's a bright world with layers upon layers of experience. I'm quite moved by the air of mystery in your work. And yet I experience a sense of coming home to aspects of my, my own inner child. An inner child with a renewed yearning for discovery and adventure. The word fearless comes to mind, as does courage. You present me with an image of vast space and intricate planes of color. I'm brought to a place of playfulness. And I feel as if I'm setting out on some adventure or planning an escape. I do not feel alone or solitary in my experience of this rich landscape. Rather, I feel as if I'm supported. I feel encouraged. And, and I feel that I have permission to be playful, to allow myself the dream. And and to allow myself the fun. Now, another thing that I really loved about your website is what you say that, in fact, each picture holds a hidden heart for the recipient to find. I want to let you know that I found that. I was really quite moved when I looked at your work and I experienced it, and I allowed that story to come to me. But I'd like to chat about what about your art process is special to you. Well, firstly, Jenny, wow, I'm, I'm so honored. Just, I mean, with your experience as an artist, just to hear what you said, I'm actually so humbled. Good Lord, just want to cry. That is so amazing. <laughs> and uh, some of the, the descriptions you use and the words you use, I'm so pleased because that's exactly what, what I won't say I try, what I would like to flow through when I work with the pieces of material is that they, they are from six different countries 
And it is about dynamic energy. And I love also how you said to go on an adventure and play. Heart actually started, I got this idea to collect pieces of fabric and I wanted to do an elephant for where we were living in Ghana. We had no art in mm. the house. Like, it's so expensive, I'm just going to make something. Anyway, it started like that, and I started collecting these pieces of fabric. And um, in Ghana, the materials are amazing, and the seamstresses are amazing. And each piece of material has so much symbology in it. Yes. You'll see one piece has so many, there's birds and elements of nature and color, and just in one piece alone. Mm. Anyway, so I started with that, and I, I worked with offcuts. So I have a lot of offcuts. So what that does is you've got small pieces to put together into an image as opposed to just cutting out a mountain in one piece of material. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because I love building. I love putting things together like a puzzle. Yes. And then when working with a material, I found it's like a process of one, letting go. So it's been quite a personal journey as well. And two... Just listening to the material. I know it's a strange thing to say, but it shows you where it needs to go and where the image is and which pieces fit together uh, in their own way, although they're so different. Yeah, I find that fascinating. I mean, we know that the African motifs are deep with symbolism. Do you know some of the stories of your fabric? Do you find that the symbology actually influences one of your works, how you go about it? I think I have a deep respect for where the symbols and the stories come from. I'm busy doing a project now looking at different headdresses of females in different African countries. Oh, wow. And think of, uh, the way I like to describe it is think of a grandmother or a grandfather sitting at a fireside and relaying those stories from years and years and years ago. Mm. And in this modern world, how those stories are translated, but how the fabrics keep those symbols. Mm. So um, there's different meanings for different symbols, and some you will see the same coming through. So when I work with them, the picture's not created around the symbols, but there's a deep respect for those symbols Mm. um, and where I put them. So when there's a bird, for example, in a piece of material, I'll never cut the bird in half, but um, (laughs) I will will place it. I will place it there and I mark the pieces around it, you know, because I don't need the full figure of the bird, but it's still kept uh, in its honor. Um, So I think, you know, I don't have a deep knowledge of all of it, I've certainly read up on the symbols as I've collected the material, but I do work with a respect mm. for the color and the images that I see. Okay, because I'm quite struck mm. by the sense of the story in your work. It seems almost to be sort of a, a didactic nature. Tell me more about your teaching or your coaching background. and. How do you like to integrate that into your work? So this is really interesting because I've just integrated it, what, in the last year or two? No, last year actually. So it's Mm. been quite a, I sometimes feel like a chameleon standing on these fabrics. Like it's been quite a 
frustrating process mm-hmm. to actually figure out, okay, so what is the creativity? I've always loved art. I've always have. And then I've delved into different aspects of it. So creative writing. I learned a bit of photography, so I did a photo book of a boxing yes. club in Uganda. Anyway, so dappled in all these different pieces. Mm-hmm. And then the fabric spoke to me. But the one thing I realized when doing the images, which which actually the art showed me how to integrate, mm. was very simple pieces. So yes, they're complex. They have many, many pieces of material in them, but they're also really simple. Mm. And the first pieces I did, I used very colorful backgrounds, very plain backgrounds. I only put one image on the canvas, whether it was a lady or an elephant or giraffe, very simple. And the reason for that was I realized that it is about creating space in the brain. The coaching for me was my coaching. Um, I help people through processes, try and organize their thinking, try and take all the thoughts, like the different colors of material, and organize them okay. into a pattern. And I was realizing that's where it was. So the pictures have a lot of space because also nature, because we need that space. We need to give our brain a break from constant stimulation. And the reason it's so personal to me is because I struggle with that. My brain is so busy Mm. and I actually have to work at, and I do, I meditate every day. I spend a lot of time in silence, but my brain doesn't stop. I mean, the brain, the thoughts just don't stop. So I've had to find ways. So it's actually even my own struggle to find how do you create some order and some silence in the noise? Because we live in noise. You know, you can't go and retreat on a mountain. You can't live on a mountain. So the, yeah, so the coaching part is also taking all these different pieces. They're different greens. They're different. I'm looking at a picture as I speak to you. That's why they're different greens. They're different patterns. But you can create order and an image and a simple image that doesn't ask you to think and delve and analyze so much. Mm. It, it absolutely makes sense because your, your chosen fabrics in themselves are, have incredibly detailed, they're incredibly busy. Mm. But I don't very get, busy, very bright. I, I don't get the sense of I don't get the sense of chaos. I do feel that restfulness, that playfulness, that surprise just over the, over the ridge. Um, yes. Another thing that really struck me about your website and actually chatting to you now is you describe your work as creating pictures. But my personal experience is art. I feel your art. And I, I wanted to ask you, does being a self-taught artist inhibit you? Or could it be argued rather that it frees you up to experiment and to be more playful and to actually not be bound by rules? So that's such a good question because it's been quite a battle mm. internally. So I started this about two years ago in Ghana. And I, I, I sold my pieces at an amazing shop that sold a mixture of art and really beautiful home decor. And when I sold the first piece, I was like, wow, okay, someone actually spent money <laughs> on that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it, you know. And if I think of the first piece to now, how the work has evolved quite a bit. 
the concept of the shop was what she would call creativist. So mm. many um, people who created things for home or art or whatever the case is would, would bring their works there. And I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with the word creativist because I don't feel like I can't call myself an artist, you know, because I haven't studied, I don't have the background. I love art. My dad was an artist and I've always visited uh, galleries, whatever the case is. So then I was like, okay. And it, I really, really struggled with that a lot. Mm. And then this year, I got an opportunity to exhibit with a very close friend of mine, a Ugandan artist, and he really liked my stuff. There's an actual artist that mm. likes something I've done, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry, dogs. I had to write <laughs> the description for this exhibition. And on yes. there, you know, he said, just you're an artist. I'm like, okay. So that whole process, just to write the description for this exhibition in front of people in a public space mm. was quite something that I had to grapple with to say, you know, you can call yourself an artist. So that's the one element of it. And I do, I realize where my gaps are in terms of drawing or, or, or things like that. But if I have an image in my mind, I find ways it may take me longer than a normal artist, but I'll was he a normal artist? <laughs> but I find ways to try and create the image the best way I can. On the other hand, I think to your second question, second part of your question, one of the pieces I did, an abstract with an image, which people actually really love. And the first time I did one, I said, right, I'm taking, you'll see I use blocks and triangles so and rectangles because I just love like the sacred you know geometry and and putting those pieces together anyway so i just randomly i'm like i said i'm not going to think i'm just going to do i'm just going to put these pieces together and it started a very interesting process of people buying quite a few of those abstracts and commissioning that so there was a there's a freedom in maybe because my mind is so busy, because I've had this whole other corporate professional career and doing things the right way, I think I may have limited my process more by having had formal, you know, I must do it this way, I must do it that way. Just for me, my mind likes to do things properly and it must look right. Mm -hmm. and so it's been a very interesting personal journey. I think it does give me freedom also, the limitation I have of maybe the drawing or – I'm very aware of that, but it allows me to authentically create something simple, Absolutely. which is what I want to do. Yes. I don't want to create a confusion and something you really have to think about. You know, I just want you to look at it, feel calm, feel playful, but also focus your mind because – the reason for the hidden heart is also linked to the coaching, and I've tested it with a lot of people, and it works so well where people have to find the heart, and in that moment, they don't think about their problems, they don't think about themselves, they give their brain a little bit of space without even realizing it. And I just love that. I think that the patterns do that in their own way, and in that way it gives you some focus and some space. And that's, yeah. that's definitely my experience when I look at your work and when I actually really, really looked at your work last night. 
everything that you speak of. I just feel it so intrinsically. I'm, first, I'm so, so happy to hear that. I feel so honored to hear that, honestly. Yeah. Something works through you. I don't know what you feel as an artist. I absolutely um, believe that. I absolutely mm. believe that. If you actually allow that, if you actually mm. make yourself available to it and, and get over these precepts that we have that we can't do this and we can't do that, I'm a firm believer that we make ourselves available to art and actually we are the medium almost. So now to our question for art purpose. Yes. A.M. What is keeping you awake at night? Um, partly, how do I improve my own technique, but also not to get so bogged down on being perfect that I stop the flow. I don't mm -hmm. want to stop the flow because I know that's possible. And also what next, which is quite an exciting thought. Like there's always ideas in my mind and I'm always jotting down something or if I see something, take a photo or so there's always ideas flowing. It's um how do I get a bit quicker to to test those? I'm a bit precious with my material as well. I need to source some more. So I'm like, uh, I don't do I want to use the material to test that and it doesn't work. <laughs> but, but I do, I do test in a small amount, small, small. <laughs> yeah, so I think is that, and my thoughts also, is there another medium? But you know what, I've tried paint, I'm not a painter, but the fabrics just work. It works. Just some, yeah. It's, it's so fresh and vibrant and recognizable and yet we've created something completely new from it so it's a medium just as just as paint would be so jenny can i ask you what keeps you up at night i'd love to know i think what's keeping me definitely awake at night is how to earn a living as an artist mm -hmm. and how at the same time i still have this need to be of value so I'm struggling at the moment with the need to create an experience for my supporters that actually love my art and actually I don't, my art isn't accessible to them at the moment. So I'm struggling with how to make an experience, how to create an experience of art. But at the same time, I'm hoping that I can actually earn a living and pay my rent. And I, I'm not sure what your situation is in Kenya, but so there's quite a challenge here for artists to mm. deliver work, to actually purchase art materials, and, and, and obviously all our exhibitions have been cancelled and postponed. And mm. so, we, so we're not quite sure exactly where we're heading and, and what our future in art is going to look like. Mm. It's quite worrying for all of us what we're going to do. And, do we bring our prices down? Do we make our art more affordable? How do we... We don't want to not create. We don't want yeah. to stop creating. But it's very, very, very difficult at this stage. So, what? and I definitely am being kept awake. I, I'm trying a whole lot of things. I'm wanting to both inspire fellow artists. I'm wanting to listen more. I'm wanting to find out. 
what they're experiencing, what, what the challenge is. I kind of feel at the moment that what I'm experiencing is more a calling towards art rather than creating at this stage. I'm kind of wanting to determine whether the value that I have as an artist runs deeper than what I can physically produce. So that, at the moment, is what's, what's really keeping me awake at night. That's, um, I find it so interesting how this time is challenging in terms of really, it's almost like I find it's, say, it's saying take your talent to the next level. Yes. The value, you, it's almost like, you know, we said um, something works through us as art. And I feel like it's almost saying the talent is bigger, the talent is of value, and this is for you, this is how I feel, because I've seen you've done a lot of stuff. Mm. You know, you've really been active in doing exactly what you said now, but it's almost like it's saying there is an intrinsic value there. Others see it, it's for you to see it and discover it even more. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like art is calling you, it just feels like that is exactly... That is exactly it. It's far bigger. I feel that for you, definitely. And I can see um, all the activities you've done, my goodness, so fast. Um, you get called, but there's no manual. <laughs> you, have to, you have to stress about it. You have to be frustrated. You have to give it up. And then there's like a glimmer of something, and then you're like, oh, back on that path. So I suppose that's also the exciting part. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Goodness, that, that really means quite a lot to me that um, you asked me that question. But I also sense in your work, Z, I, I don't know, I have a feeling that I get the sense that your coaching and teaching vision has extended to the support mm. of your community artists. Are you involved in cooperatives? Do you actively sort of inspire your seamstresses that you, are you doing something like that at the moment? I suppose the way I approached it, when I was in Ghana, I like to know who some of the artists are, the African artists, there's so much talent. And I do like collaborations. Yes. I try and I think do it in that form. So um, Kwame was a Ghanaian artist, and I said to him, let's just do a collaboration. So he does oil and acrylics with a palette knife technique. Oh, lovely! And we did. I actually have the picture here. I couldn't sell it. And we did an African woman. He did the face, and I did the scarf around her head. So, so that was, so it's more collaboration. It was to say for me, there's so much talent on the continent, but there's also many middlemen mm. that sometimes take a bit of advantage of that. And I think even the percentage commissions or the way artists are paid when, they, when their paintings have been bought mm. and they have to wait for their money, I don't know, it just it doesn't feel so good for me it doesn't feel so right so mm. although I don't have huge influence I think the message was to try and collaborate so I collaborated with this artist and then met many artists in that process 
And then in Kenya now, I collaborated the exhibition with my friend, the Ugandan artist, Juko, Juko Hits. And we also did a picture together. But I think I come across them through these circles, if that makes sense. Mm. I seek out, I'll go and look at the local galleries, whatever the case is, and I see something that just speaks to my soul. And then I look at the name and then I try and find the name and... So, and then so thereby build relationships with these different people. Mm. And, and what I found is they're so just open and willing to teach and willing to collaborate and willing to experiment, mm. um, not stressed about copying. Yes, there is copying. People do it. Mm. But there's a different um, energy of like, of a community and I will share, and let's try this, and let's try that, and just encouragement as well. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite, it's been quite an interesting. It's like an openness, if I can say, not a guardedness. Like, oh, I must keep this to myself. Yes. Because if you sell it, then I can't sell it, and then I don't, you know. And everyone is struggling to make ends meet, living simply, you know. But a dedication to the talent, mm. you know. I don't know that's a roundabout way of answering, but I think more that experience. I want to do collaborations mm. because also I get to learn more about the artist mm. and who they are. And tell me what you have planned for your blog project. Okay, so for the blog project, yeah. um, I also thought I must just get my ass into gear now. I've been wanting to write a blog for years, and then I start with a paragraph, and then I'm like, oh my goodness, I know I have to do this every week, and then I'm like, oh, what am I going to write about? Because also I have, you know, I'm a coach, I have business background, uh, mm. I dapple in this, dapple in that, and I decided now I have to focus now. So what I found interesting was the creative process okay. and I'm quite a practical person so even in the the coaching I try and find practical tools for people that they can go away tomorrow and do something not that they don't know they have a concept they can't grapple with so I thought just as you asked me that question earlier I've always been fascinated by original ideas now I think where did Einstein you know, he came up with those ideas. Yes, he was a genius, mm. but they came from somewhere, so, as did Edison, uh, as many other artists and creators. It's always been fascinating for me, and I meditate a lot, and I'm like, so where did they come from? Where did those, those ideas come from? And that's what started Roof to say, just practically, where do people see the pictures that they see? Uh, what influences them? Where do they get those ideas? And then the big thing is, how do they turn that idea into something? So my intention is to speak to artists, but also because everybody creates. I believe everybody creates. You know, um, a pharmacist will create maybe two or three pills they think you must take for flu, but they've got to put that together. Mm -hmm. A scientist does the same. A personal trainer does the same. They've got to create exercises for what you want. So that's what I was interested in is... When we create a process and we have an idea, how do we make it tangible? And sometimes not tangible because it doesn't work, 
And then for those who are earning an income from whatever they are creating in whatever form, what are practical things that they do? How do they do that? Because, you know, people think, you know, this doesn't happen like overnight. This is years and years and years and years. And you know, Jenny, I mean, you, as long as I've known you, <laughs> I've seen your art, your, your amazing art on walls. I love your stuff. So, so that's what it's about. To try and get some insight on questions I have, but also hopefully it would give insight to others. Also to make people not feel, and I think this is a personal reflection, that creating is only for a special few. That you only create because you because you can paint or draw or sing, that we're all creative. We're born to create. Whether I create a cake or a nice meal for a family or a garment to wear or I knit a jersey, it doesn't matter. There's, you know, we all have an ability to create. And so many people just say, oh, I'm not creative because I can't draw. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I think mm. if I look at actually what's happened in lockdown, so many people have got so creative. Yeah. They've done the, the silliest, funniest, most amazing <laughs> things. But I mean, it just shows you there's so much creativity that's been suppressed by what we think creativity should look like. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm not on the exact page as you are with, in that respect. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you, you're kind of looking for mentors and you're looking for help with setting up your business. But I also get a sense that, that you yourself are, are quite a mentor for many of your community artists. I think reflecting on that, I was thinking, uh, I suppose, I thought where I can help, and I was actually considering that, you know, the arrangements, organization, thinking through managing money, some of the practical things, actually. That's um, amazing. That I've been asked to, well, it's just worked in a collaborative process somehow that the, the mentorship is a different kind. It's, mm. So I, I learned so much from this exhibition. I, I can't tell you how much I learned. But then also I was able to support with other elements and other skills. And um, Artists yeah. are notoriously bad when it comes to managing your business and marketing. And so I think, I think what you bring to the table, over and above your beautiful art, is that business experience, is that focus on what you know, the practicality and the plans that you can make and the, the foundational things that artists can actually do. Your coaching and teaching, are you offering it uh, in businesses at this stage? Or? Um, I was. Uh, we, or we moved to Kenya about a year ago. So when I was in Ghana, I was, I was doing some coaching for, I usually focus on middle and senior management. Okay. I like to focus then. I'm not an executive coach. I mean, I coach executives, but that's not my space. And so I was doing a bit of that there. Have I, I haven't actively done anything in Kenya as such in terms of focusing on that. I think it's because I've been trying to integrate the two yeah. and almost find a new way of, of doing that. 
I think it's um, very exciting. It's, yeah. It's going to be extremely exciting and extremely helpful. Hmm. I have to just figure it out. Yeah. And not take too long to do it, you know? Mm. Procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings you to what I, I loved about the questions that I sent through, and it's something I sort of want to dwell on. But when I asked you, let me just go there. Oh, where did I start it? What are you doing differently? You said eating breakfast, and then you said just starting. <laughs> just starting. And I love yes. this. I love this because I believe it supports your belief that there's a creative in all of us. But I want to talk about that because a lot of time, artists, this, the start stops them. You know, either, yes. either, either they have an idea in their head that they don't have the right medium, they don't have the right canvas, or they can't draw, or they can't do this, or they can't do that. So I want us to talk about why you mentioned that specifically, just starting. <laughs> because I, I was quite, I'm quite aware of, I like to get things done, but I also have quite a lot of self-doubt. You know, this creative process is not, oh, it's actually quite a tough process. I find it quite a tough process because it takes you, just like the values in my pictures, it takes you on emotional roller coasters. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know for a fact that I procrastinate if I think I don't know what to do next or I don't know how to draw the image or whatever the case may be. It can be anything. It can be starting trying to do a coaching process for someone to help solve a particular problem and I don't know what to do. It always comes eventually. I think it's being more comfortable with the discomfort. So I just, I just said to myself, listen, just start. Just do something. Just even if I write, draw something on a piece of paper and it looks nothing like anything, but I'll know what it means, just start. And um, even with a blog now, because I know I can get lazy, because, you know, consistency, my mind, I like, I get distracted. I like to see different things. So to consistently do it is going to take discipline. But I can consistently do it. But it's about a decision. So that for me was just start. Just do the minimal amount that you can do. That's okay. Yeah. Just start. Because if I don't start... It won't be started two to three weeks from now because the, the voices get so loud. It's like, oh, it was actually a bad idea. But it could have it could have been a bad idea, but it could also not have been a bad idea. Or it could have led to something else. So that's, yeah, eat breakfast for energy and just start. Stop faffing. Just start. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I think... Um, I'm not going to go through the other questions because in essence, yeah, I think we've covered everything. But just on the last note, let's just reiterate. If you had one message for creatives, for artists, what would that be? Uh, just create. Just, <laughs> just do. So it's like just starting. You know, the one thing, the limitation I have in some of the skills has has done for me is it's freed me up. 
So if I look at my very first image that I did, compared to where I am now, and I know it's going to evolve, I would say that's all I would do. Just whatever your medium is, if it's writing, if it's just do it. Just write one paragraph. And the other thing is the risk of putting it out in public. Uh, and yeah. I mean, that is, it's a scary thing. I'm still scared of it. It's so scary. But, but um, having done it, if I hadn't, I mean, the first piece, I was, I remember it was in the shop in Ghana and I just made it for the house and I saw something similar in the shop and I thought, you know, maybe I could actually do something for the shop. Mm. And then I was, I saw the lady there and I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is just stuff made only from, you know, Ghanaians, whatever the case is. They won't want mm. a South African living in Ghana. And all this stuff was there and she was busy helping a customer in the shop and my heart was pounding. It was mm. pounding so loudly I could hear it in my ears. And then I thought, you know what, let me just try. I'm not leaving until I ask her, what's the worst? She can just say no, she doesn't like it. I'm mm. like, okay. So I went to her and I said, do you think I showed her a picture? Um, and I even used paper. I hadn't even used, I wasn't putting anything on, like, uh, it was a piece of paper that I put it on, the, mm. the, the material. Like, yes. it could have been torn to pieces. <laughs> anyway, so I went and she said, no, let me, I'll show my madame, the boss, the owner. So I'm like, okay. I didn't hear anything for like five days. I thought, okay, well, that's it. I'm just going to make these pictures for the walls in the house because there's nothing. And then so behold. And then I thought, you know what, let me just ask. She said, no, bring some pictures in. And if I hadn't done that, and I know I've missed other opportunities because I've been scared, mm. you know, in my life, not only with art, with many things, because I'm so scared. But if I hadn't done that, I would never have experienced having an exhibition. If you told me you're going to exhibit with Juco, who I met when I lived in Uganda in 2012, I'd be like, never in a million years. <laughs> oh, wow. That's right. I'm so pleased to be able to say that. Mm. And also thinking, I say I can't be scared. I am still scared. But just at least knowing that just take that risk. The risk is worth it. Mm. But we can take it in small bits. You know, even drawing something and showing a friend or writing something and showing someone that you know won't judge you, but just to show it, mm. I think that's, I would say that. If, if anything, just create, do something with whatever it is. If it's, you want to do a recipe book, bake the cake um, and let someone taste it. Yeah. And so, someone who, who loves you can tell you, yeah, it's okay. doesn't matter. Um, I think, promise you, and I'm still learning a lot. I'm still very scared. I still get very nervous, but I'll just keep remembering that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I can, can say. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, see, I have absolutely loved this. Me too. It's been so nice to chat to you. I feel as if I've learned so much and I'm feeling quite emotional right now and I feel profoundly moved by what you've said. And I feel extremely encouraged. And I really want to thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed. Even if it doesn't go nowhere, at least we've done something. 
Please do it, mate. That's uh, and I want to thank you because I've been watching you with the Patreon sites and I've been wa watching um, the videos no. that you put on YouTube, <laughs> looking at your, the technique. Your voice is so calming, I must just say. And that you've done it. I mean, you've done so much in the last two weeks. Yeah, okay. So um, you have, you've done it. It's been amazing. I mean, I was looking at your video and I was like, come on Z, you've got to get your ass into gear. <laughs> like you inspired me to put those blog questions together because that's been in my mind. And I'm like, okay. And then also just thinking about putting a video on Facebook, just do something, you know, just do something more. So uh, thank you for this chat. It's been amazing. It's been so nice to connect with you. Really amazing. And thank you for the inspiration. You've also given me just looking at how honest you are, how open you are, you are completely vulnerable in this world. You just put yourself out there and how you've embraced this new, there's a new way that's happening in the world. I don't know what it is, yeah. but you've yeah. embraced it. You've, you've, I mean, and there's fear behind there because it's, it's about income, it's about rent, but you're riding that wave of fear and you're doing something, which I find so inspiring. Well, you know, yeah, which is really, really amazing. I mean, I thought of you yesterday when I was procrastinating to put that video on because I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not good with technology, and I was getting so frustrated. And also, there's like a million apps, so I would look at like five, six different apps, and then I'd ask another artist what app they use, and I was like, oh my god, I'm just actually getting myself overwhelmed. <laughs> if you just do a simple video mm. and just freaking put it on, it's taking me two weeks. Come on already. And then anyway, so I thought of you and your Patreon sites and the podcast and what you're doing. And I just, it's going to do well. Just continue. I, I love it. I loved chatting to you. Thank you. You have a very calm, beautiful voice, calm nature. And I just, I think art is taking you into a new place. I'm excited to see where this is. Well, thanks, C. Thank you.